The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Jersey Boys Podcast here exclusively on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network, powered by SB Nation, Dave Sturcio, alongside nationally known comedian Brett Ernst and, of course, America's fan Keith Ernst, currently not in America. He is actually in Mexico, so we we do apologize if there's any lag uh, at all with him, but he's uh, – and I'm lag, by the way. <laughs> Keith, Keith how's, uh, how's Mexico treating you, bro? I'll say color. <laughs> I'll say color, bro. It's hot. Yeah, hot. All right. Well, up here in Jersey, where where this podcast is based on, out of it is a uh, a nice sixty five degrees and sunny today. So actually, no, it's it's pouring rain. So I'm completely jealous of of you being in Mexico, Brett. How we doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. It's nice down here in uh, in Florida. Um, you know, weather's great. That's good. That's good. So we're moving along in the uh, in the off season program with the Dallas Cowboys, obviously. Uh, we're about really two, exciting stuff, Dave. Really exciting. Two and a half, two and a half weeks into free agency. Uh, some cool things have been happening. We finally had our first Mike McCarthy sighting uh, the first time in a long time. It was indeed bearded Mike McCarthy. I think there's something to be said about that. He looks like an absolute badass. And uh, so he had his press conference the other day and uh, he actually you know, touched on a lot of things um, as far as their signings, their strategies excited about getting back to a normal schedule, getting guys out to Oxnard. Do you guys want to go? You want to try to get out to Oxnard? How far are you from Oxnard in California, uh, Keith? About an hour and a half. That's not terrible. I wanted to go a couple right. of years ago, but it just, you know, everything blew up. So I just couldn't. I used, to live, I used to live over there um, about 30 minutes from there. Yeah, I've, I've just always wanted to go to a training camp. I, I think that would be fun, especially if all three of us go and we just, you know, heckle, oh, it's a yeah. good time, man. and we, it's, it's and we heckle our own team, <laughs> just, you know, be the, be those guys in the sidelines. Like, why are they so angry? Um, so, so back to Oxnard. So, like I said, McCarthy, very so, excited. You know What's what? Up? You know what? You know why I'd want to go to training camp? Why? You know why? Why? Because every time they try to run a fake punt in training camp. <laughs> I'll run out and tackle the punter for them. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, what is that guy doing on the field? He's like, well, he tried to warn us by yelling, don't you dare call that fake punt. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, yeah, McCarthy, uh, you know, like I said, touches on a lot of stuff. 
uh, one of the things that kind of stood out right away is that he was confident in saying that that um, Keanu Neal is going to start with the linebacker group. And that's big uh, because, you know, there was a lot of rumors to see what kind of scheme that Mike McCarthy and his new defensive coordinator, um, Dan Quinn, would bring to the Cowboys. But now it's all of a sudden being not spilled. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be many, many different looks. But if Neal is starting with the linebackers, don't you think? I mean, Keith, I know last week you said, you know, linebacker, linebacker, linebacker is where we got to focus. Bringing on a Neal to play linebacker is, is you know legitimate, no? Sure. Well, I'm, I mean, he's played safety, so we'll see how he does it. Does that linebacker? I mean, when's yeah, the last I mean, time he he's, played linebacker? Well, he's, he's well. That's the thing. In Atlanta, there was different looks where he would kind of like tiptoe to the linebacker depth. You know what I mean? Like and play those underneath yeah. routes and, and cover the tight ends and you know do that yeah. weak side linebacker stuff. So, you know, Brett, what do you think, man? Like bringing on a, a, a Neil to to basically be a hybrid safety slash linebacker. That's got to be relatively beneficial. I mean, but you're, you're acting as if like, you know, we just signed junior say hour. I mean, you know, the guy, safety. we had a good, we had a good linebacker in uh, Joe Thomas, you know, that, that uh, I wish we could have kept, but you know, again, we'll see how it goes. It's not like, you know, if, if you were asking me who's the top five linebackers in the NFL, I'm going to go, Oh yeah. Neil from Atlanta, <laughs> you know, you know, they, they're going to use him to play. You know, it's like a nickelback type, uh, outside linebacker type, uh, Bill Bates type, you know. Good old Bill Bates. Guy, guy that could just move up and play the run, I guess. I don't know, man. I don't know how good he I'll is say, as a linebacker. I'll say right now, and I, I, I've said this to you guys before, I am super concerned with our run defense, like super. Especially if Van Der Esch and Jalen are going to be there. And we have almost the same defensive line. I'm, I'm very, very, very the defensive line has been no. The defensive line has been improved. You know they they brought on a couple guys here and there, like Basham and then you know the the other kid that we we talked about all these guys. Urban last week. Watkins, which ones? Watkins, right? We so they definitely brought in they brought in bodies. Uh, you know we'll what I mean? See, so I'm still concerned. Yeah, I, again, but we have. I mean, look, the only thing I could say is that at least we're not going with what we had last year, right? But um, you know, and we got a new defensive coordinator in Quinn. So, I mean, everything is a step away from where we were last year. I just don't know if it's going to improve or not. Well, not really. All right, let's look at this. We have, out of our front seven, we still have four of the same players, correct? As far as? Demarcus Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Van Der Esch. Right. Smith. Jalen Smith. It's three. Um, Randy Gregory now. Yeah, four. Who? Gallimore. Neville Gallimore will come back. It's five. Yep. That's five of this. I mean, that's what I mean. I mean, these are our starters. So I'm yeah, you're, uh, yeah. I mean, look, last year, again, you have to, you have to give them a mulligan as far as that defensive scheme, man, like trying to implement a brand new scheme virtually with no OTAs, no practices, nothing. I, I think you got to cut them a little slack. I mean, like that, that, that coordinator was proven him and Tom Sula, the defensive line coach, they were just proven to be complete bust, one and done. Goodbye. You know what I mean? So you got it. You got to, like, at least chalk up a little bit uh, with the coaching. Just a little bit, at least. Uh, well, obviously, sure. yeah, we knew it was schematic, but, I mean, the way some of the guys were playing was just – I mean, look, we, we're not going to be able to know. I don't know, man. You know, we'll, we'll see how it rolls. You know what I'm saying? We'll see how it rolls. But – 
there was nothing yeah. with Jalen Smith's play or Van Der Esch's play last year. And the other thing is that, you know, why, why do we keep going all in on Greg, Gregory? Has he even played a full season in five years? I mean, no, but I think, is- I think this could be the, the coming out season that he needs. You know, there's no trouble, no suspensions, mm-hmm. no nothing right now. Um, they've, uh, I mean, a lot of the media has written off Alden Smith, but in this press conference, Mike McCarthy said, I didn't write off Alden Smith yet. You know what I mean? So I know he's, he's got no contract right now, but I, it seems to me that McCarthy is still willing to see what Alden Smith has maybe on a little bit of a smaller deal. I don't know what kind of, uh, I, I don't know what kind of attention this guy grabs because of the fact that, you know, again, troubled past. I don't know how many people want to take the risk and the chance. I know Jerry Jones did, but what guy goes forward and says like, ah, it doesn't matter. You know, we're still going to give him a shot. So if they bring back Alden Smith, does that make you a little happier, Keith, as far as like a rotational? Guy? No, no. Okay. No, <laughs> that was easy. because I mean, if, if Alden Smith was, was such, was such a hot commodity, why would he wait for Dallas to sign him? There'd be so many teams coming again, in together. Uh, again, it, it could be that they're not confident in his out, off the That's field. That's why stuff. I'm not confident. I'm, I, feel, I mean, if an NFL team doesn't want to sign him, why would I be confident with him? I don't know. I'm just trying to, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I know. I'm, I'm throwing know crap at the I'm wall just saying, here. Though, bro. But uh, the look. ones out of all those players I named, the, the two that concern me the most are Vander Esch Moore and Jalen Smith second. Those two concern me a lot. They really do. So, look, there was nobody more critical uh, of Jalen Smith's play than I oh, was I know, last year. You, you know, I, yeah, I was no, firmly you, on this. You, were on. you know, it was time to cut the swiper. I was I was done with it. Yeah. Um, and look, again, I, I have to I have to call, like chalk a little bit of, a, of that up to coaching. So I'm I, I am willing. Look, I know you guys, you have your, your, you know, you make fun of me. Little Sturge gets excited about, too excited about these things. And I'm looking at this team right now as a complete fresh start, considering what we went through last year with COVID and all this other garbage that every NFL team had to deal with. I'm not just saying the Cowboys had to deal with it. In yes. fact, in fact, in fact, the Cowboys probably dealt with it least amount, considering they had like 40,000 people in their stadium. But yeah, I'm looking at it as, the coaching was so atrocious um, on the defensive side of the ball in specific that I'm willing to give a pass to a Leighton Van Der Esch, to a Jalen Smith. Those guys that really, really stunk last year. I mean, Van Der Esch was okay. hurt, but I mean, like, I'm willing to give a fresh start to these guys. Right. You're not going to see me. Thing. You're not going to see me rah, like, rah, you know, right. rah, rah about these guys, but at least, uh, you know, something. Okay, okay. This is all I'm going to say. If they decide to roll with with Jalen and Van Der Esch and all the front five, you know, the front seven that we have, whatever, I don't want to hear it because they've. Are, if if we suck this season, I don't want to hear it because they chased Rod Marinelli out of town because he sucked. Then they chased uh, 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 um, uh, Nolan out of town because he sucked. Now, if it's a third coach and we suck, are we going to? I don't want to blame the coaches again. I don't. Then, you know what? Honestly, dude, I, I'm with you on that, and and I will 1,000% back up that that and say, if for whatever reason this year, you know, we're sitting here week three, week four, and we're like, I can't believe how bad this defense is again. Then yes, it's time for a personnel change. It's time for absolutely. Yeah. It's time for us okay. not to, to not to get on board with the fact that like, come on, Jalen's got he's got something left, you know, or Van, you know, the Wolf Man or whatever, the Wolf Hunter, he's going to be howling in week four. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't we don't know what we, we don't know what to expect, but at the same time, 
you know, you kind of you try to be optimistic about it. But if they, oh. if they, yeah, if they run another coach out of town, all I'm saying is with Jalen for an and Van Der Esch, when I watch when I watched that when I was watching the defense, they were not filling holes, man. And that's not a coach's fault. They need to they need to know where they have to be. They need to be able to read defenses. They need to be able to step up. And that's what scares me. All right, listen. I, the other I, I, thing, though, remember, too, that was your mom's complaint that nobody was filling her holes. <laughs> I can't. I would say I would edit that out, but that's that's gold. <laughs> I'm sorry. It wasn't even bad. I loved it. Look, um, uh, I, I do like that Quinn's bringing in, um, you know, he brought in Neil and, and, and I, do you, do you say Kazee or Casey? I say Casey, DeMonte Casey. Um, but that's why losing Xavier Woods. I mean, I, I you know, he was going to go. Oh, we also got a, a curse as well. Right. Yeah. From the Lions. So they look, they're at, look, they're adding into the defensive side of the ball, which means, Hamas. You know, <laughs> what, what, what are we supposed to do though? Like, yeah, who Keith, would come on? What after? are we supposed to do? <laughs> but I'm really, no, I'm just saying, go after that's available right now that's going to change our defense tr- drastically because there's nothing we can add, we just got to start getting rid of. Right. I don't know. You gotta, you I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a scout, I'm not in the NFL. All I could tell you is the, that. Some of the players we have now are uncutting it. That's all I can say. Well, here, I'll, I'll pen this question to both of you. I mean, I, I know that, you know, Brett just said that, you know, obviously we can't do anything else right now. Obviously, with draft time coming up, that's a whole other discussion. But, like, do you guys think that, like, towards the end of the season, don't you think the defense was starting to come on a little bit? No. No? Yeah. <laughs> They were, though. They were. Yeah, of course they were. They're the reason we won the Cincinnati game. No. I, it, it, again, it, it's mean, almost no. like – Well, let, let me – They Please still – Elaborate, they, please. They played better, but they still That's didn't look – That's all Sturch is saying. I, I, I know. Let me, let me talk, bro. <laughs> I'm saying they played better, but they still didn't look like a unit to me. That's all. Okay. So right, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I don't want to say um, that they played awful because they did. I mean, we started getting some sacks after what game eight, but uh, you know, getting a little pressure. I mean, but now we're just willing to settle for what we think was. So yeah, they played better, but did they really play good? That that's the best way I would say it. Okay. Well, like I, I'm well, just looking for progression that, to end the year. To, to end a bad year, I'm just looking for some kind of bright spot. You know what I mean? I, 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 yes. And it, there is no, we don't, we don't, we're not, we don't need to be optimistic or cynical. You just have to carve out the problem and figure out what it is. Look, just, you, right. I will say that, I will say that I believe that we, the last four games or three or four games of the season, I think we led the NFL in um takeaways i think right yeah or close right. to it yeah but but and, but brett is oh brett has always said that he he admired the secondary work at the very least yeah right? yeah no 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 yeah so have i yeah they're, they're, you know but also you got to look at um not only the uh, uh uh the takeaways but if you look at the giants game the last game of the season our defense played well andy dalton is the one that shit the bed in the first two and a half quarters yeah right. if if andy dalton would have came to play we could have won that game easily I and agree. we still had a shot. And that was all because of our defense, not Andy Dalton. Uh, and again, our, our, in the game, our, there was, you know, obviously games where our defense played better, but where they still playing good. And, 
you know, look, like I said, we don't have to be optimistic or, you know, we're not going to leave our team. We're not animal. Right. Uh, I mean, we're not leaving them. We love them, but we, it, that has nothing to do with what we, what we're assessing here as fans. And I'll be honest with you. I'll put us up as experts on the Dallas Cowboys. I've got over almost 40 years of experience as a fan and my brother. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I consider myself uh, at least, you know, within my chop sports community, I, I consider myself the biggest Dallas Cowboy fan. Well, then I guess that's kind of hard because Keith is actually a, he's a member of chop sports. So it's like I can't really mm -hmm. I can't really say that I'm, I'm past Keith or past my dad or, or guys that are, have been and seen more crazy things. Um, but look, we're we're ride we're or more die qualified with than some of these guys on TV to talk about the Cowboys because they oh, got a absolutely. 30, 32 teams, 31 other teams. Absolutely. So this is our passion. I mean, you know, and um, again, and we're going to call I mean, thing. And, and, and when we first came on the blogging, the boys, when I was talking to RJ, Cho, uh, RJ Ochoa about coming on to this, I, I gave him our shtick and he listened to a couple podcasts and he said, you guys are like legitimately like for the fans by the fans. You know what I mean? Like you guys know your stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, I don't want to keep beating this down, but you know, it's, we don't have to be optimistic. This isn't horoscopes and, you know, <laughs> We're not strippers that, that think that the universe is going to take, you know, it's just, we're not putting it out in the universe. It is what it is. Oh, you, so, you, don't, you don't believe in positive vibes? <laughs> no, I don't. I believe oh. the second situation and playing as a unit, but I am going to take back what I did say. They were playing good. They okay. were playing. Keith reminded me of the, of the takeaway thing too, but I'm just, just look, when you when you have such a, a bad season like the Cowboys had as a whole, you know, you just look for something to build off of as the season ends. And I know that, like, obviously, we we're we we're one win away from and, and a weird bounce away from being freaking four and 12. You know what I mean? Like, it could have been a lot worse than it was. But I mean, as you end the season, when the Cowboys were technically, quote, in it. You know what I mean? And they started playing better. That's all you can really ask for considering, you know, you don't have your quarterback and it's just it, the division was just a dumpster fire and there was nothing going on. So I, and we, and we couldn't beat the giants, bro. We couldn't beat the giants. Uh, I think, I think that game was, you know, uh, I mean, we, that Keith coach just, Keith just said it. If, if, if what's his face, if, if, if the red rocket <laughs> gets off to a hot start, you know, we win that game. So I, you know, I, and I firmly believe that ways because our fate was in the hand of, of another uh, six and whatever, 10 team, you know, it's great. And, and that's a great segue, Brett, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. So the, the, the news this week, obviously, you know, it's a cowboy heavy podcast and we talk all cowboys, but there's a lot of things that just happened in the NFL that will in fact affect the Dallas Cowboys draft in 2021. Uh, so the Philadelphia Eagles, and I find this hilarious, and this is the way I look at it. I know that a lot of people don't, but the Eagles tanked that game. Are we all in unison that like that, that game, they definitely just tanked away. Correct. Absolutely. Okay. Keith. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so the, the I mean, Eagles, fourth what? quarter. Right. So, the yeah. Game, I'm sure Nate, I'm, I'm sure Nate Sudfeld really needed his reps. He won't be in the league this year, but anyway, I digress. But the funny part is they tanked that game. The Giants don't make the playoffs because of it. And then they get that. They move up a couple spots of where they would have been. You know, they would have been around nine or ten and they lose that game and they become the sixth overall pick in the NFL draft. Now, 
at six, you're like, oh, man, you know, what are they going to do? They're looking linebacker. It could be Parsons. It could be, you know, the the tight end from the uh, from Florida, Kyle Pitts. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of ways you can go at six. You know, who knows what's going to happen? And then they trade that pick away. It's unbelievable. Like, the, and now the Philadelphia Eagles are, you know, they're setting themselves up for future good i guess you know they potentially have three first round picks next year that's if carson wentz goes the distance but for them to trade out of that spot and now the dallas cowboys with the 10th pick is the highest nfc east draft pick that's that's big now that i I think it's very big because it goes 10 11 12 it goes dallas giants philly and then you have washington a couple you know a couple clicks down but now with that being said are we setting ourselves up to either a and I'm getting your opinion on this for best player available, or is it like we have to draft a specific position? And now no matter what's in back of us, as far as the giants, we're not playing keep away or anything like that. You know what I mean? We've got to get the best guy. And right now I see it being Patrick certain jr. The cornerback to drop to 10. I don't know how you guys feel about where you want to go at 10, considering the first four picks, can very well be quarterbacks. Um, well, um, first, it is certain, and he is there. That's a need. That's a defensive need. I absolutely. mean, um, you can't you can't draft against other teams. You you just have to draft for you and what you need. And you know, again, it, it's the same mentality. Even though football is a lot different, but like in golf, you're competing against yourself, right? Same mm-hmm. thing in comedy. You're trying to do your best performance. The guy before you has nothing to do with you as the, you know, you're just trying to be the best you can be. And hopefully that best is going to be good enough. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's how we need to draft. I don't give a shit about what the giants need and what they need. And no, what does this team need? So if it is a certain junior, I mean, yeah, I, I think we're strong in the quarterback position, but that would be a guy I would take if he's the best guy on the board and he's defense. But if, what are we going to do? Draft another receiver or running well, back? Well, I'll, I'll get. I'll listen. I'll get Keith's opinion here, and then I'll tell you where a lot of the writers are starting to sway. And okay, it's starting, it's starting to ner- it's starting to make me a little nervous. So here's my here's my thing. Um, we have the tenth pick. That's the tenth best college football player out there in the draft. If we can't a best available at a position at number ten, no. When I say that is, oh, if we're going to take the best. If, if nobody takes uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, are we going to take Trevor Lawrence at 10? No. No, because we have Dak. So that, no, what we need is, is, is defense, defense, defense. And I go linebacker, D-line, and then cornerback. Those are my top three. If they even think this is what I was of drafting about. picks, I'm going to flip my, my – I'm going to flip my – whatever. I'm going to be so upset. I meant, come on, are you serious? All right, so they wasted that. We have two above average tight ends. We don't need that. And we have the 10th pick. It's not like you have the 28th pick. We have the 10th pick. If you're telling me we can't find an above average defensive player at that pick, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. I just don't. Yeah. So they they better not. You alluded alluded to it. And the. I want to add to that, though. Okay. Yep. So you have 11 positions on the defensive side of the ball, right? Mm-hmm. And we're at the 10th pick. So like he said, we also have a choice of the best at 
10 positions, right? So let's say you have the number one linebacker. You have 10 different positions right now. I would, I would be okay with if the best offensive lineman in the country. We could, we could use that interior stuff, you know, I, but I, I agree. I, I think that's not a but bad what the play. Hell would we get the tight end for it? And this is basically what you're alluding to. Well, here's here, Florida, right? Yep. Kyle Pitts. I mean, look, yeah, no, the Dolphins. No. Why could you, you see Kelsey and, uh, no, no. And, see, I, you know, what's the other guy's name? I am not, I am, uh, I am not on this train. I'm not, I'm just, yeah. telling, I'm just letting you know that there is a very real possibility. Now, look, did we Speaking need the trains? Keith's mom. No, go ahead. <laughs> did we need, all right. I, I go back to last year. Did we need a receiver? No, you didn't different, need though. You need a receiver and CD lamb fell in your lap. So now because they're looking at CD lamb last year as a generational talent, as a guy who maybe yeah. may have been, may have been ranked as the best receiver but, in the draft. So is, we need a deep, we need a defense last year too. Right. And they took an offensive <laughs> play. Yeah, but how did we end up? I mean, it's just stupid. If you're they not, do that. listen, you're not trying. I'm you're not, not uh, you're not convincing me. Otherwise, I, like I'm on board with you guys. Like, I don't think for a split second I, that, that a Kyle Pitts should even be about, sniffed at 10. I'm going to respond. I'm going to respond to what you said. I'll respond to it. Go well, ahead, Keith. Hold on. I just want to ask you guys quick questions. Okay. Mm -hmm. The greatest tight ends ever. All right. Let's say, let's talk about when was Antonio Gates taken? What know. round? <laughs> like, well, Keith, we're all agreed, we're, you're, you're just hold arguing. On, hold on. We're all undrafted. Uh, when was um when was uh, uh Jason Winton taken? What round? From Tennessee? I don't I don't remember. Third round. Okay. When was um who's another great one? Um um one more. Let me do one more. Uh let's see. Travis Kelsey, current best tight end in football. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. These are off know. the top of my head. I don't know Travis Kelsey. Uh, well, but I, I get what you're saying. Search. Uh, yeah, we, we're all in agreement, Keith. We're all in agreement. Yeah, I know. So, I'm just, I'm just, we're all in but agreement. Here's why was just stop the conversation. I'm just trying yeah, to make a point. Yeah. Well, hopefully somebody in the organization hears it, but <laughs> no, because they need to hear it. But to address what you said, Starch, this is why it was different last year. We didn't know how sh we we actually loaded up on defense. I mean, on paper, our defense should have been our our defense should have been legit, bro. On paper. You mean from free agency. Yes. Well, well that in the draft too. I mean, we, we drafted pretty decent defenders after CD lamb. I mean, listen, our draft was so good. I, I, I could see us taking a CD lamb then because we were like, Wait, well, but, look, our defense is legit. And that's why it'll be what, different this year. We know who did we get. Wait, time out. Time out. Who did we get? Gallimore. Who else? Trayvon no. Diggs, bro. All right, we took a quarterback. We took Tra uh, Trayvon Diggs. But we we picked up so many defensive players in free agency. We had two Smith. We thought our defense was going to be legit this year, which is so why we, we thought so it was going to be legit because of the free agents had nothing to do right, with it. But, but what he's saying is, but what he's saying is on on paper is the reason why we took a gamble on CD Lamb is because we thought that's all I'm trying to say. And why different? We know now we got problems on our defense and they need to be filled. That's it. So we're going to take either the best linebacker, defensive lineman cornerback and i could maybe see if we get an offensive lineman that you know just can't be denied because we do need some help there too especially after all the injuries this year yeah i i, I wholeheartedly agree. I, agree I just i just i fear i fear that the dallas cowboys might think that there there are diamonds in the rough deep in the draft second third fourth round there on always defense. are though. 
Yeah, I, always- I get that part. But if you're so convinced, if the just say the Jared, the Joneses and all those guys are convinced that there are good, good players deep in this draft, that if Kyle Pitts were to fall to you at 10, that's why you take him. That's that's the argument I'm trying to say is that yeah. it's it's nerve wracking. It really is. Yeah, but how many tight ends can we have? How much of an upgrade is he actually from a Dalton Schultz? Or they're, or, they're comparing uh, this guy to be an all generational kind of player, man. I, like, and look, whatever. Right. Listen, you, again, not on the draft. First of all, the draft is so freaking overrated. It's not even funny. <laughs> at least I'm tired. It's just, I know we got nothing else to talk about, and I understand that, but it is. It's overrated. Everyone, every year we have these players that are just, oh, this guy, oh, this guy, this guy. We don't know what this guy's going to be. We have two above average tight ends. We know that. We don't know what Pitts is actually going to be. The two greatest players in any position, the greatest running back of all time and receiver, played Division II football. Yeah, look, he's being highly touted. He's coming out of Florida. Alabama hasn't had a quarterback. They've won all those national championships. Nobody's ever panned out in the NFL for them as a quarterback since Joe Joe Namath. I I mean, say Joe. But, you know, we're still – the thing's still out on um, Tua, but you, you get what I'm saying. And, and I right. agree with my brother. We say this all the time. The draft has become this big thing because people make it – you know, we need we need that hype. Yeah. But right, on of the, course. Look, at the end of the day, okay, again, it's the same thing with com- anything you do. Comedy is still just a mic and a stand, okay? At the end of the day – you can air the draft in 52 different countries and have 58,000 computer a- analysts. And wait, it's just, it still gets back to the simple. Can this guy play ball? That's it. Like a Chris Spielman who ran like a 5-8-40, but east to west on the football field. You know, he's one of the fastest guys of all time. You, you, there are guys that could just play ball. And you can't see that in a draft. And you really can't see that in college. You only see that when the men get with the men and then you start banging heads. And that's how you know. You know, you, you understand what I'm saying? I hear it's you. all hype. If I ran a team, if I had my the first person I would go for is somebody who knows talent. And and look, Jimmy Johnson and uh, uh, you know that he had some faults as a coach, but that was his that's his number one thing. He could see talent a mile away. You know, he could he 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 always had, he, he just was a great assessment of talent, which is why he took Aikman, by the way. A lot of people don't know. He had his eye on him because Aikman played at Oklahoma. He didn't play at UCLA. You know that, right? Well, I know he transferred to UCLA. Yeah. Well, right, yeah. well bro, I was going to say that. Um, who, who do you play for at Oklahoma? Go ahead. Switzer. <laughs> yeah, my man. But no, Switzer. I was going to say that. Yeah, but I, bro, that he, he was going to be the, our pick regardless or not if Jimmy was there. But no, listen. Well, I, I know what you guys are saying, and and I and I understand. Yes, the draft has turned into this must-see television primetime event where it's hype guys up. They gotta hype them up. Of course they do. Of course. So yes, right now Tony the rich and and I mean I remember Tony Mandrich, the incredible bulk, being on the cover of uh, <laughs> yeah Sports Illustrated, and then oh Brian Bosworth was Boz, the other the Boz bro. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, they were good college players, and they should have panned out. But like he said, you don't know. Right. And well, how about how about how about we take one of our players? What I just sent you guys the articles. I'm not going to say wh- who they were from, but about Morris Claiborne. Yeah, yeah. Well, what a fantastic pick this is! He's going to be one of the greatest corners ever. Blah, 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 blah. It's just <laughs> just stop. 
So look, we're trying to fill needs here. That's well, that should be the question though, Sturge. Okay. What's up? And even to Keith. So we have these yeah. weaknesses at linebacker, which again, we're going to have to give, we've seen them play great and we've seen them play bad. We know that there's greatness in them. It's the same thing with Zeke, right? We know Zeke can be awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it, but it all depends on how hard they work in the off season, how focused they are. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, there, there's a lot there. So who in the free agency world or who in the NFL or in the draft that you, that you would take if you had your first pick, who would it be right now? Would it be certain? Yeah, probably knowing how, knowing how, knowing how offensive heavy this league is like, you need guys that can cover these, these bullet receivers. You know what I mean? Like these guys are loading up. The giants are loading up the, the Eagles, you know, everybody, the Redskins just added uh, you know, Curtis Samuel. So it's an offensive driven league and you need a defense to stop these guys. And, and, I would, and, and I, I think corner is the way to go this year. And I, I have not know, swayed away from that. You know, what bothers me is like, like I would, I would say that Penn state linebacker right now, Parsons, that would be yeah. mine, which they even say that he's like, he's a late first round pick. But that's what bothers me. It's like, I don't like when they say, oh, I don't understand why a team took this player with the ninth pick. They could have got him in the second round. But then in the same sentence, they'll be like, oh, this guy's a, 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 he's definitely a starter. You know, he's going to be great in this league. And that's where I get confused. It's like, why do you have to wait? Like, if you really want to So you're saying if you want to, if you know your guy, you you get get him no matter what. Just get him. Right. Just get him. Don't, it's almost like they don't want to look like a fool. You know what right. I'm saying? Well, uh, look, there there are a bunch of egotistical maniacs in there in the front offices, and we just so happen to have the one that runs all the front yeah. office. You know what I mean? Like he does no, not want right. to admit he does never, ever, ever want to admit that he ever made a mistake. You know what I mean? So like, if I mean, they if yeah, they no. fall, I mean, they have ten right now, right? And no matter who, let's just say they pick Patrick Sertain Jr. Right, and that's the guy, and we're all like, this is great. There's the hype. Let's roll. And then he just winds up being burnt, or he winds up like a Morris Claiborne. He but you want- can understand that. You can understand that pick. It's it's when we it's when we do these picks that we don't understand and they don't pan out. Okay. Right. You know, I'll give you an example. It's like with look at the Bears. Okay, guaranteed. Everybody talk about talked about Trubisky, Trubisky, Trubisky. So they uh, they they fell for it. They fell for it. Meanwhile, Mahomes is taking you know what seventeenth, eighteenth, or so, something crazy. Watson. They would have never taken too. Mahomes that early because. That's, you know, they don't want to look stupid. And that's what I give Giants the credit for, for taking uh, Daniel Jones like they did. Because everyone made fun of him. And I know he's, he didn't work out. I know it's not the best example. But, but when that you was follow the guy that they mentality wanted. of taking the player you want and, and, and not taking the player the media and the experts want you to take, I think that's a better move for a franchise. I like that theory. Yeah. That, that's, well, yeah. I mean, you know of course. And and I agree with you. I think I think that people they do they're they're worried about how these stupid sports writers that never even hold themselves accountable. By the way, I wish there was something that was part of the gentleman show what we were doing, mm-hmm. where these guys will go on TV on Sunday and just say whatever they want to say, and none of it comes out to be true, and they just move on. Nobody corrects them, and they just keep acting mm. like they know what they're talking about. That's like that's honestly, and I I'm not look I'm not in the business to, ah screw it <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not I don't want to name names but like uh, uh, like a Mel Kiper Jr. 
you know, like when he, he gives you this draft analysis and he has this mock draft and it doesn't go the way that he predicted. Guess what? He's coming back next year to do his draft of analysis. Course. And we're all going to be hanging on every word that he no, says. Church, I'm glad you brought that up because again, a lot of what people discuss, and this is why I think our, our show is unique. It, 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 and I think the three of us are, are unique in this aspect is not only are we diehard fans, but not only did we all play the game at, at some level, uh, but we really, really, really study the Dallas Cowboys, and that's all we care about. Right. And we, you, you, you look at some of these decisions, and, and like he said, too, they don't want to be embarrassed. Or and Here's the quote that I have on my wall, which I always I – always, I lo- it's one of my favorites. It says, blame is great for the ego, but responsibility is great for the future, right? So when, when people don't want to admit they screwed up, that's only for their ego or if they want to put it on somebody else. Right. But when you own it and are accountable and responsible for it, that's where the success comes in. And I have never once heard Jerry, you know, any of them ever say, you know what, we, we made a bad decision, you know, because I guarantee you there are guys like those old school baseball scouts that used to go around and watch the players at, at, at all different division levels that these mm-hmm. teams would hire that can go out and assess talent. You know, like look at all the young guys that 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 in in college football that 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 they know about in all these high schools and they get it right. So there right. are guys out there that are just experts in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's who I would find. Yeah, not the talking heads that you see every week. And absolutely, like- no. I get those people that are like like we have friends of ours that that train athletes to get them ready for for the NFL, and you know they they know weaknesses and strengths and footwork and all kinds of stuff that. You know, Mel yeah. Kuyper, I don't even know if he's even. <laughs> well, he's got it. But he, again, these guys are responsible for 32 teams, 32 needs, 32 assessments. We're well, only one. And that's what we know. I get it, bro. But they're 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 actually that part is true. But they're actually looking at every single college football player. I mean, well, they're, 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 they're pretty much saying what college football player is the best and what's not. Right, right. If that was our job every day. I don't know how I'd be, but I'm just saying I definitely hold myself accountable for saying something like Mel Kuyper did, which you can look it up on YouTube when Jamarcus Russell was drafted. Number one, just just <laughs> listen to great. what he says. I'm not even going to tell you. Yeah, listen no, to I, what I he believe says. it. I, I can only imagine. And I, I, it's I, un, I can't it's un, wait. It's unbelievable. Now, now, as soon as this is over, I'm going to Google that one. But so obviously the Dallas Cowboys are now knee deep in the offseason. There are things that have to still address. There are still moves to be made. And I think that free agency is not over yet for them. I think that there's a there's a couple rumors surrounding a, a couple big name guys um, that that they could they could very well be in play for. So we're just going to have to kind of people's we're the people's champion starts. <laughs> yes, we are. We are the rock of, of all sports talk. We are the Muhammad Ali's. But so. Coming up next week, uh, it's it's in the works right now. There's a chance, and I, I don't want to confirm it, confirm it, but it's pretty much confirmed. Brianna Dix uh, out of D D two one D yeah D two one zero Sports uh, in Texas. She covers the Cowboys and she covers uh, Oklahoma football. She'll be coming on with the Jersey Boys podcast to talk all things Dallas Cowboys. So we're looking forward to that either next week or the following week after that. We're still kind of in negotiation, but. For Dave Sturchio, Brett Ernst, and America's fan, Keith Ernst, currently residing in Mexico, <laughs> it's been another great podcast for the Jersey Boys, exclusively on the Blogging the Boys podcast network, powered by SB Nation, and we'll see you guys next week.